Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. Do you actually want to achieve that goal or do you want to want to achieve that goal? I want to learn guitar. No, I don't want to learn guitar. I want to want to learn guitar. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss for 2024. I can't believe I'm saying that. My name is Emma. I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for that new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're here to give you all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey, Em, and welcome back, everyone. Our fourth season. What the hell? And lots of things have changed since the very first episode, but that intro has not changed. Are we going to keep it the same, Em? Are we locking it in? It's locked in for the year? Maybe not forever. Maybe at one point we might spruce it, but I feel it still embodies everything we're about. We haven't stopped helping give you the behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. I know. That's what we set out to do and that continues to be relevant. I really love that. So who are we giving a big fat shout out to the very first one of the year? A big fat shoot your shot shout out goes to Jess B who shouted us five coffees, which is so, so, so kind. Jess said, words cannot express how grateful I am to have found you two. I was looking for a podcast focused on interviews and was thrilled to hear your commercial about your playlists. I literally had an interview the next day. So I spent the afternoon binge listening to the interview playlist I took the advice about best bits to heart and focused only on the stories I wanted to tell as I finished scramble prepping and I felt so relaxed as I sat in front of the panel for my first interview. Fast forward two weeks and I had my second final interview with the president and vice president of the company. I revisited the interview playlist to prepare, polished my best bits and gave it my all. I'm so glad I did because the second and third interviews may have been shorter and more informal, but none of the questions I'd considered were actually asked. Best bits and storytelling for the win. I'm excited to report that I received the job offer and I'm now utilizing your resignation letter format to make my career change official. Thank you, thank you, thank you for working so hard to cover all aspects of job hunting in a humorous, realistic and cohesive manner. I'd been job hunting for a year and a half, submitting at least 100 applications and participating in eight interviews 
I'm exhausted already, and tried many other tips, tricks, formats, and interview advice. Nothing was as helpful in landing the job as your podcast, your questions to ask, and your questions to consider when prepping. Keep up the great work. You both are so helpful. P.S. I listened to your New Year's grievances episode and texted my sister halfway through to ask if everything in Australia is the opposite of the US, lol. I'm the older sister, but my actions and mindset aligns more with Emma, while my younger sister is more like Sarah. How nice. Oh, she must be a gadget girl. This made me listen back because I was like, what was my mindset and actions? What did I talk about in that episode? I'm trying to remember <laughs> what she's resonating with. And I'm like, oh. You, you being the talent who shows up and, you know, remember we talked about all your things? Yeah, but we talked about lots of things. We talked about my grievances with you. The whole thing wasn't just about me being talent. Yeah, but maybe Jess is saying she has those grievances about her younger sister. Yeah. If you share those grievances then you're not alone. I love this shout out so, so much because I just love that she said that they didn't ask her any of the questions she'd prepped for. That's exactly why you have to prep our way because you don't know what you're going to get asked. You have no way of knowing. Imagine if Jess had only prepped those certain questions. She would have freaked out being like, none of these were the ones that I prepared. That's so amazing. And a hundred applications and eight different interviews. Well, the prep the day before was the game changer. I love that. Jess, the best thing you did was find us. And then the second best thing you did was perform in that interview. Incredible. We're so proud of you. Now, if you want results like Jess and you need a little bit of extra last minute help, you can check out Sarah's one-on-one sessions. You can find out all about them at interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. And if you liked our episodes, you used a tip or you want to request an episode, we're doing plenty of planning for this whole year's worth of episodes. So keep the topics and the suggestions coming, slide into our DMs, email us, whatever you want, we'll pick up your ideas. We thought we would start off 2024 with a bit of a New Year's episode. You know, we ended our year on grievances, we wound down the year, we did a bit of a review, and we want to capture that new year, new me energy, new job, new goals. We're excited, we're feeling energised, hopefully everyone's had a break. It's time to smash our damn goals this year. Yes, that's right. I love the fresh start of a new year. And did you notice, if you're the kind of person who noticed this, then you're my kind of person. This year, the first was a Monday. How nice is that? That is nice. Like it's a fresh calendar. Like it's perfect. It's on the first and it's a Monday. Like Mondays are a new start. The first is a new start. The new year is a new start. It's amazing. Very exciting. Quick note on new start naysayers because there's always those people that come out of the woodwork and are like, (laughs) you don't have to wait for a new year to start your goals. Like start tomorrow, like, you know, wait for the next Monday, like whatever, which has merit because yes, if your life is in crisis in March, there's no point waiting until January to make a change. But don't deny us positive, happy girlies, guys and gays, the opportunity to capitalize on the fresh start. It feels good, okay? There's no better feeling than getting a fresh new diary with all the cute goal stuff in it, thinking about your year ahead. Like it's just easing into the year. You know, the first couple of weeks are normally always cruisy at work. Like I'm here for it. Now, I reckon that in Australia 
and probably New Zealand, I think they're the same as us, we get this ultimate fresh start feeling because our listeners might not know this. The UK and the US, as far as I know, start their school year after the summer, which is mid-year. Australia, we also start our fresh school year after the summer, but that means that it goes with the calendar year. So our new calendar year, our whole lives has always been like a total fresh start. And it's like, I think that takes it to the next level because it just feels like it's summer, it's a new year, we're feeling energized, the days are really long, we feel like we can do anything. Imagine going into a new year, like as in a new grade at school, in September. I know. What the hell? I know, oh, and it's weird. I just... It's weird. Em, you don't even get your long holidays over Christmas. You get short holidays over Christmas and then you go back to school. It's crazy. Australia, we have our big, like our long school holidays, I guess, over Christmas. At the end of the year and then like two weeks off in between each term and there's four terms. Yeah. Sorry, but we're doing it right. It makes sense. It's great. I know. It aligns with the year. It's so nice. Also, what do parents do when their kids have three months off? What are parents out here doing? Taking three months off work? I think that's why like camp is a thing. Yeah, you've got to ship your kids off to camp. That's just so dysfunctional on so many levels. Yeah, fill me in. How does that work? Because <laughs> growing up, we had two working parents. And so when the school holidays were on, like we just stayed home and like raised ourselves. But it was fine because they could maybe take two days <laughs> off out of the two weeks or I like. Em, you raised yourself because you were the youngest. I did not raise myself. I had a parent at all times. Yes, well, I raised myself. <laughs> I would just be in the school holidays just no, chilling. We, we supervised you. <laughs> Mum and dad could maybe sprinkle their time and have like one day off and then the next parent have a day off three days later and you'd get to see them sometimes. But like if we had three months off, what are people doing for caretaking? Oh, my God. Anyway, rabbit hole. I really fell down camp TikTok recently where like the campers who are like packing the big duffel bags and what they're allowed to pack and then the people that work there unpack all the kids' <laughs> stuff. I'm like, what is this sorcery? We don't have camps where people get like shipped off like that for a long time. We have camps, but like no one does them. But it's a school thing too. It's like a school thing that you go on. It's like not outside of that. Wild. Anyway, our Australian listeners are probably like, shut up. You're filling us in on stuff we already know. Get into the tips. Yeah, but look, again, if you've got an interview tomorrow, can't like stop listening to this. What are you doing? Stop procrastinating. Go and listen to something more helpful. But if you are going to be applying for jobs this year, well, we've got plenty of cool ideas. And if you started a new job this year, I think some of these will be relevant to you as well because these are all of our new year, new you Emma and I sharing what we're doing or things that we think might help you capitalize on that feeling going into this year. So shall we trade tips and go tip for tip? Do you want to start? You start. Oh, okay. My very first one is a suggestion of a YouTube channel that you should be subscribed to. Her name is Michelle. The channel name is Michelle B. So it's with a U, but her actual name is just Michelle. And she's an Aussie YouTuber and she is incredible. I've grabbed her little thing here from her bio to be like, what does she say about herself? She says, I create videos about self-compassionate productivity and behavior change and I build tools to help. Oh my God. Every video that she comes up with is like incredibly helpful, very well researched, very much based in science and books that she's read. She connects the dots. Oh my God. One of the really cool things that I took for her, I actually purchased her like goal setting kind of ebook thing and it's incredible. I highly recommend that. 
you don't need that. You can just go and get her YouTube videos. But I really love the questions she got me to ask myself in setting my goals for this year was, do you actually want to achieve that goal or do you want to want to achieve that goal? And that is a big one for me because I feel like- This is something you and I talk about all the time. Yeah. I've set goals in the past that have been like, I want to learn guitar. No, I don't want to learn guitar. I want to want to learn guitar. Yes. I want to be a person that would love to do that. Yes, but I do not want to learn guitar. I don't like it. I don't like practicing. This could also be, I want to be a morning person who gets up and goes for a run. And if that's just totally not you, it's okay that you don't want to do that. You might be an after work walk girly. And you'll know if this applies because how to check if it's something that you only want to want is you've never come close to even remotely doing it once. If you're a fitness person and you like running and you're like, oh, my goal is to run every morning, great goal. But if you've never ran ever and you genuinely don't feel compelled and driven and you've never gotten close, you just want to want to be someone who gets up and goes for a run. Yes. You've got to go with yourself, not against you. And that's her whole channel is built around that. And I just love it. One of her things that she talks about is getting things done in a way that's custom fit for your brain. Oh, as if that's not how I try and live my life. Like incredible. I'll link everything that we talk about in the comments below. Does she give tips on like different ways, different brains might help be able to do things? She'll do a life admin day and you come along with her on a life admin day and she gets all her like tasks she's been avoiding. Like, oh, I've got to get this tailored and I've got to book my car in for a service and I really need to get my teeth cleaned. And you're like, oh my God, I need to do those things. And then she's like, oh, these boxes have been sitting here. I need to cut them all up and put them in the recycling and I've been avoiding it. And you're like, I do that too. And she's like, come along with me. You do your life admin things and I'll do mine. It's incredible. You need to watch her stuff. That's some perfect New Year inspiration porn, which we love. It is, yeah. My New Year new energy is going to be going to bed on time. Now, this might not seem very closely linked to, you know, the job world or productivity, but for me, it is because I start work at 4.45 in the morning. So I need to wake up at four in the morning and I need to leave the house at 4.25 in the morning, which you're probably thinking, Emma, that's only 25 minutes to get out the door. Yes, it is a rush, but I refuse to get up in the threes. So therefore, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> how it threes. is. I'm not getting up in the threes. So, no, you're not. You can't. You could just go to work in pajamas if you had to, and you would just bring clothes to work. Like, you cannot get up at three something. But lately, in my core, I'm a night owl. So, taking this morning job back in May was terrifying. I had to reprogram everything. It was ambitious. And I've been doing great, and I genuinely really love it. And I wouldn't trade it for my Arvo gig at all. But because I'm a night owl, it doesn't come naturally to get in bed early. And when I first started, I was really disciplined at it because I wanted to nail the routine and I was new at it. But now that I'm in it and I'm good at it and I've gotten comfortable, I'm getting slack on the going to bed early. But the past couple of months, the sleep deprivation I have felt going to bed at nine, 10, sometimes getting like four hours of sleep. And then in turn, I go oh. to work, I come back and then I nap for four hours because I'm exhausted. Wake up, eat dinner, like have a shower and go to sleep. For f I'm sleeping in four hour chunks and it's just sucks. And I've found that I let things get in the way. So like it might be like, oh, but I really need to clean up or, you know, oh, we're watching a good show or 
I don't know, or, or sometimes it's for other people, like I want to stay out with my partner or whatever, but then I just get so frustrated and I'm like, I'm sick of not prioritizing that for myself because I deserve it. I deserve good sleep. I deserve the flow on effects of feeling energized and I'm sick of not giving it to myself. So I'm putting in boundaries that it is a harsh bedtime. And part of that is actually going to be this podcast recording. It's 8.10 when we're recording this right now, which is my bedtime. So I'm doing it again where I'm letting other things get in the way. And <laughs> Yeah, but it we sucks. scheduled it for earlier and you you pushed it back. I don't want people thinking that Sarah's making you stay no, up. No, it's this not. It's me. Idea. That's what I mean. Lo- things happen and it just happens and I'm like, oh, it's fine. It's just one night. But that constantly happens. So I'm getting more strict on my boundaries. Do you know what helps? I have so many tips, so many tips, because I struggle with this a lot. You're going to get a lamp because you're going to turn off the big lights. I already do that. At night and have a lamp on only and you're going to have an orange lamp on. I have like a smart one, obviously, as everyone knows. I'm a gadget girl. Of course you do. But you could just have an orange light bulb. Like it doesn't have to be a smart one or anything. It makes such a difference. It makes you so much sleepier because you haven't got all the lights blaring at you while you're doing stuff. And the cool thing about it being a smart one is that you can make it turn the lights orange like an hour before you want to go to bed. So what's your ideal bedtime? Eight o'clock. I need to be in bed at 7.30 reading and asleep by eight o'clock. But you could turn the lights to orange at seven. I mean, it's hard when it's still light outside. The sun doesn't actually set until about now at the moment. You could have the lights go to orange at like 7.30 or something or like 7. And that's your sign to be like, okay, we're doing the washing up, we're doing whatever. And then you could have the lights turn off at the time that you need them to. You know what I mean? Like you could even program your bedside lamp to turn off. Just anything you can do in your like outside of your own brain to prompt you into it is bedtime. Don't you have a Google Home or something? No, I don't have a Google Home. But as part of this, I'm also doing a little filling out a page. I have a gratitude journal, filling that out because I'm trying not to be on my phone leading up to bed. So just it takes two minutes and I enjoy it. It's not one of those like intensive things that I'll put off. So doing that, getting into bed early is in. I'll be more productive at work, a happier person. And you don't have to have a stupid early start to implement this. You can implement this at nine or 10 o'clock bedtime. And if you haven't read the book, Why We Sleep, you need to read the book, Why We Sleep. If you're not convinced on getting eight hours of sleep, I'm going to throw that out there. You have to read it. You will cry because- I already am convinced because I'm feeling the effects of what it feels like to not sleep. You have no idea how important it is if you haven't read that book. You'll be- like horrified into going to bed early. <laughs> so maybe don't until you get it sorted. And then Great. Should- maybe that's what I need. No, maybe I need to be terrified. And will I be like, oh my God, the critical pathways aren't forming. I need to shut my eyes. Is that what will happen? Yes, literally. That's amazing. I'm going to read that. I need that fear of God in me. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all-new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step-by-step-by-step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview academy. It's linked in the show notes below. So that wasn't my tip, but mine is 
packing a snack box for your lunch. Ooh, I like it. I struggle with work lunches. I think we all do. I think it's like a universal thing of like, what am I going to bring to work for lunch? And particularly being celiac, a fun fact, I don't love a sandwich and like gluten-free bread is not my favorite to eat. And so sandwiches have never been my go-to for lunch since I was diagnosed. And so I either have to cook something that has leftovers that are appropriate to be taken. Like I can't bring half a steak to work. I'm not that person. So I need to have like, I don't know, a pasta or something left over that I can bring, or then I struggle and I don't know what to bring. But I came across some inspo on TikTok to make up a little snack box. So it might have like some deli meats, a boiled egg, some little cheeses, like some carrot and hummus or cream cheese or something, and then some little crackers for some fiber and then maybe fruit. Incredible. Like tiny little bits of everything. Amazing. I don't get bored of anything. It's basically like formalizing girl dinner, except less chaotic because girl dinner is sometimes like- Into corporate girl Corporate girl dinner. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. So that's, that's my recommendation. Make a snack box. My next New Year, New Me vibe is I want to be more intentional this year with a lot of things. So uh, me and my partner have decided we're going to go on a date each month that's specifically a planning date. And I feel like this was born because last year life passed me by so quickly. Like the days kept coming and they didn't stop coming, (laughs) as Smash Mouth said. And It just, it would roll into and I'd have something on and it was just chaos. And I, it was just a lot. And so I want to be more intentional. And every month I want us to sit down together and look at the month ahead and the going on a date parties to like make it fun. And so it's accountable and we actually do it and be like, what's coming up in the next month? Where do we want to go or what do we want to do? Like, do we want to go back to visit his family, my family? Is there a friend we want to go see? Like, and this doesn't have to be every weekend. Just, you know, like what's one thing we want to get done next month? Also for money wise, what's coming up in the next month? What do we need to plan for? How are our budget goals looking? Like I want to be more intentional about instead of going, oh, I've been, you know, a bit bad with my spending for a long time, just month by month. So it's like, okay, last month wasn't great, but here resetting this month, what's coming up. So yeah, more intentional about everything, just about budget, goals, you know, what's coming up. I just want to feel like this year doesn't pass me by, like I've been a bit more intentional about what's coming up and not to the point that I take away the spontaneity of life, but you know what I mean, where it's just a blur and you just can't believe how fast time's flying. I don't want to feel that again. And you get to the weekend, it's like, oh, now we can't do that thing because we didn't plan for it. Totally. The next one is a planner or to-do list. I love a bit of a like pen and paper planning. I'm a bit of a paper planner girl and have always tried to have different diaries and planners and whatever. And so many of them like just haven't worked or I don't stick to it or I like miss a few days and then I'm a bit over it. But my problem with them all is that when you close it, it doesn't exist. And then I forget about it and I don't use it and I don't write in it and whatever. It tends to fade away. But the thing that's always worked really well for me is having like a daily undated notepad. So it can't close. There's no front on it. You can't. You can't fall behind. Yeah. Yeah. It's always open and it's undated. So if you don't use it for a few days, you don't waste any pages. But the thing is, I used so many different ones of these. I was always really frustrated that there wasn't a perfect one that had all of the bits on it that I liked. Like I'm very particular about how I want it to be laid out. I was shopping for one recently and I was doing this. I was going through being like, 
ew, no, I don't want like a meeting section. I don't have enough meetings to have a section there. And then another one would be like time. It would say like 12, one. And I'm like, no, I don't want an hour by hour breakdown. Like it's hard to find the right one. It is. And so what do you think I did, Emma? What do you think the gadget girly did? She made one. She automated it. She sorted it out. That's what she did. I made my own. I worked out that there's this website called Zazzle and they have all these blank products and you can design one and make it for yourself. And I like you have to like create it as a product to list for sale for other people. But that wasn't what I was doing. I was just making it so that I could buy it. So I was being the shop owner and the customer at the same time. But I will link it if anyone wants to have a look at my to-do list. Does anyone ever buy it? Do you ever get a notification? No, I only get notified it? when I buy my own planner. Worst business ever. But I just looked on there today and it said, this item is trending. 105 people viewed this design. I'm like, really? <gasps> I don't know. Is that just fake? Oh my God, you're famous. Nobody's bought it though. So anyway. Yeah. And then they're choosing not to. So I like a schedule. I like the hour by hour because I want to write down at the beginning of my workday, what are all my meetings that I've got coming up? Because having a look at my calendar and writing them all down just forces me to realize if there's a clash or if there's, it just, there's something really nice about that in the morning, write them all down on paper. What time are they? I write down an affirmation for the day and I circle the date and fill that in. And that's like, feels very productive. I haven't actually done any work, but I've just like filled in all the little sections. Then then I have my top three. What's the three most important things I need to do today? That's very based on evidence of productivity. Then I've got 10 to-dos that are just like other things I need to get done if I get around to them. But then I've also got an errand section because I don't know if you're like this, but when I'm at work, I constantly think of things that I need to do at home. Yes. But I'm like, I can't do this right now, but I don't want to forget. So I write them down of like, oh, I need to go to the post office or I need to take the rubbish out when I get home. Or, oh, I remember I've got laundry in that needs to go in the dryer. Like I write those down. I've got five little spots for that and the little notes section. And it's not A5, but it's not A4. It's in between. It's perfect. I'm obsessed with it. I've ordered it like six times. So highly recommend you find something that works for you or get mine. I love that. Now, this is a recommendation that I don't personally do, but I would like to. And <laughs> do you want to or do you want to want to? It might be I want to want to, but that doesn't mean this couldn't be great for other people. True. Like you said, you're recommending things for other people. It doesn't have to be you. But I really think libraries should be utilised. Sometimes when I'm at home and I have work to do, it's so easy to procrastinate in your own space. Sometimes you feel cooped up, you feel just over it, you've been in the house too much. I love the idea of going to libraries because in my area, libraries now are insane. They're like multi-million dollar architectural awesome facilities with so many different areas and study rooms. Like when I think of a library, I think of like a crusty moth smelling place that was run down from my childhood. That's the library where we grew up. That's kind of what it was. Yes. So that's my benchmark, but I am not giving credit to how far libraries have come. And I think it could be amazing for procrastinating to go to a neutral third space get a coffee on the way. And then you just feel, it's like playing Sims. Like you feel so productive, just like, you're like, hey, hey, I'm just plugging away. And everyone thinks that I'm a hardworking business person. So I'm bringing libraries in. On that note, that links in so well to my next one. Um, 
I am the same. If I am alone and I'm trying to do something, I reckon this would be so helpful if you needed to apply to jobs or like update your resume or prep for your interview or something that you were just like, oh, I know I need to, but I really don't want to sit down and do this. I think you can go to the library or I have discovered something that I've been looking for forever. I don't use this all the time, but it's such a go-to when I've got like a task that I'm finding really, really hard to focus on or things that I've been procrastinating. It's called Flow Club. Now, it's all designed to get you in the state of flow to focus. And it's designed around the idea that getting something done with other people who are also getting stuff done makes it so much easier. So you do that virtually. Now there's heaps of other versions of this that I've found, but none of them are quite like flow club. And this isn't a new idea. This is body doubling, which has been scientifically proven forever, that it's easier to do something when you've got someone watching you or holding you accountable. Or someone's just sitting there next to you. You're both working together. Exactly. So go on, get a free trial. Essentially what you do is you see all the sessions that are coming up. And there might be a 60-minute one, a 30-minute one, a 90-minute one, whatever. You choose which one you want to join and you join it with up to, I think it's four or five kind of other strangers from around the world, all doing various different things. In built into the platform, it has a little to-do list. So you can write down like, here's the three things that I want to get done during this session. And then at the beginning, you all have your cameras on, you all have your microphones on and you share, here's the things that I'm getting done. Here's what I want to work on. Here's what's important for me. Some people use it to do their like morning routine to get ready in the morning. I have to get out of here by this time. I want to eat breakfast. I want to do this. I want to iron my shirt, whatever. Other people use it to be like, I've got these many things to study. Other people use it for applying for jobs. I've seen some people on there doing that. Some might be it's writing an assignment, heaps of different stuff. And then you go into focused work, everybody mutes, but you leave your camera on. As you tick something off your to-do list, little confetti shows up for everyone so they can all see that other people are ticking things off. You can see everyone's camera and you can also see their little to-do lists. So you're like, is everybody else being productive? And you can see their to-do lists ticking off. And they sometimes play music in the background and you just have those people there in the corner of your screen and you go about whatever it is that you need to do. It could be computer related or you might be just sitting there like cleaning or you could like duck out of the room and come back or whatever. And at the end, you share what you got done and whether it was productive or whether it wasn't. It has never, never failed to get me to do the things that I wanted to do. I didn't always finish it in the time that I allocated, but it always got me in a flow state every single time. Highly recommend. I'm yet to try it, but you've been raving to me about it for a long time. And for me, my hardest part is always starting and getting in the momentum. And so even if you did this and you didn't accomplish anywhere near what you did, but you've started, then it ends and then you keep going because you're motivated, you're already into it. And sometimes you even end up booking another session immediately afterwards because you're like, I need more accountability or otherwise you don't need another session. You're just like, cool, I'm in the zone now. I cannot recommend it enough. If you relate to any of those feelings, it is not weird at all that they're strangers. They're just like, you're never going to see them again. I mean, maybe you will in Flow Club, but it's like, there's literally no judgment whatsoever. Everybody's doing simple things, complex things. Well, you're all there for a shared reason. Exactly. And then you like clap for each other at the end and do confetti. And it's so nice being like, hey, I got the thing done. And everyone's like, yay. Especially 
for those people who work remote or who maybe are like, you know, at home parenting and, you know, it's hard to have that colleague environment. So this is a really great way to simulate that. So if that sounds like that could make your life easier, check it out. We have a link. It is an affiliate link, by the way. I reached out to them because I was loving it. It doesn't change the way that it affects you, but we do get a small amount if you click on our link. Well, Emma doesn't have any more, but I have one more. My under desk treadmill. Now, do I use it every single day? Do I use it all the time? No. And so if you think you're going to do that, you're wrong. You're just not. But is it so amazing when I'm like, oh, I want to go for a walk, but then it's going to be cold or then it's dark or then it's whatever. And I'm like struggling to fit going for a walk into my day or I'm like too busy or I've got too much to do. I'm like, oh, I can go for a walk and do that thing. It's amazing. It adds and as a possibility into your exercise. I can exercise and something else. It's great. I love that. It's a little bit of fitness. Why not? You have another recommendation. I was talking before about wanting to be more intentional about everything, spending, goals, what's coming up, planning. And on that note, you have a great financial resource to recommend people who maybe have just got a pay rise or need a pay rise and their budgets are tight or just wanting to improve their financial literacy. Tell us about it. So these guys are another podcast in Australia. It's another Australian podcast. And the podcast itself, unless you live in Australia, is probably not super relevant because finances is one of those things that's like going to be quite specific to the place you live because there's a lot that relates to like how money works in your country, but they are called My Millennial Money. The 401, whatever that is in America. Can I just say, I've been on Dave Ramsey TikTok and the funniest comment I ever saw was how somebody commented on TikTok, which the comments are always the best, in caps locks, you are in, and they wrote D-E-A-B-T because he says debt, debt, you are in. In six hundred and fifty-five thousand in dollars in debt, it's like D E A B T debt. Beans and rice, rice and beans. In debt, I love it. Anyway, <laughs> that's so funny. <gasps> Broke people don't go on vacation. Broke people you, sell your car. What did you say? You shouldn't see the inside of a restaurant unless you're working in one. Oh, yes, he's savage. Oh. I love it. He has to be, though. Some people just need a bit of a reality check. Now, My Millennial Money is not like that, but they had a course called the Glenn James Spending Plan, and Glenn is the host and founder of the My Millennial Money world and an ex-financial advisor, and he created this course, and it was a really big part of the way that they made money in their early days, but they are now a really successful media company. They've grown a lot, and they've recently decided to make that free for anyone who needs it. Literally anyone. It doesn't, they don't charge for it anymore, which is incredible that they were able to do that. Expanding their mission to help more people. Yeah. So you can go on and get the videos, the spreadsheet, follow along, fill it out. It's incredible. It's literally like if you want to budget literally the way that I do, download that spreadsheet. That is my budget. I use this system to the letter. It's incredible. So highly recommend. Em, have I gotten you on that yet? You have sent it to me and told me about it many times, but I... Yeah, and you've refused. Yes, of course. Your family doesn't take your advice. I hope people can relate to that. Like when you tell your partner or your family members or whatever, they're not going to listen to you, but some random stranger will tell them and then they'll come home being like, oh, I heard about this thing. And you're like, how dare you take someone else's advice instead of There is 100% some science behind that, especially if it's a parent. Like 
Especially if you tell me like, nah, don't trust a word you say, but someone else says it. Oh, wow. That Tell me more. Like, what, oh, what is it about frustrating. that? Frustrating. But I feel like, well, Emma's not going to listen to me, so maybe the listeners will. Hit us up hey, if you use any of our tips. I listen to you on lots of things. Or if you have something that you want to share that's really working for you, let us know. We'll collate them and we'll put them up on Instagram. Send us a DM. We'll do slides of all the cool productivity things. Give us all your hacks. What are you refreshing? What's helping you go into this new year? Maybe you're rethinking your career. Maybe you're going to get a new planner and plan out your goals for this year. Maybe you're going to do a spending plan because you're going to get a new job and you're going to have all this new money. All of these things kind of link in to your career and feeling fresh in some way. So yeah, welcome back. We're here for the year. We love to see it. It's going to be a big year. We're not going anywhere. We have massive things planned and this is just the start. We wanted to ease you in with some motivation, some excitement, and we have plenty more of that coming. Our next episode is going to be so good. You're going to love it. So even if you've already gotten a new job and you're like, "Mm, do I want to take these guys out of my podcast feed? Don't yet. Wait until after our next episode and then you can unsubscribe. No. Never unsubscribe. No, they can. It's all right. We, we, we don't mind. You've graduated. Okay, well, but don't actively encourage them to. If they what? do, that's fine. But it's a bad business move to encourage people to unsubscribe. Are you kidding? All right. We don't get any money from subscriptions. It's fine. Anyway, thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you love hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify or better yet, tell someone about the show. Recommendations are how people mostly find out about us and we can hit the charts and help even more people and get in front of people who might really need our help. For more advice, inspiration and some fun, savable content, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming. <laughs>